Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, we'll give you our football pick reveal from the weekend. It was a uh, up and down weekend to say the least for all three of us. So we'll get into that coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. But right now, as you heard in the open, we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend, Blues Insider for The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joining the show. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. What's your favorite Will Ferrell movie? Oh, favorite Will Ferrell movie. I uh, like me some Anchorman, like some old school. You guys mentioned a couple of the bad ones. But uh, overall, yeah, no, ones. he's up, uh, Yeah, <laughs> There's a couple, right? There's a couple. <laughs> Stranger Than Fiction was not good. <laughs> Sir. Right. But he's definitely up there on the list. Jared, do you agree with me that he might be the most quotable actor? His movies might be, might be the most quotable movies out of anybody. Are you saying all time? I think I think there's some other uh, quotable actors uh, along the, the way the last hundred years or so. But he's definitely <laughs> up there. Years well, I mean, you can't go back that far. I don't think uh, Charlie Chaplin had very many quotable moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Let's not go back to the silent movies. I don't think there are too many quotable lines in that. BK Uh, didn't get it until about 10 seconds into my comment, and then he figured it out. (laughs) Touche. All right, JR. We are officially at the mid-season point for the St. Louis Blues. They've played the 41 games. We went through our mid-season awards earlier today. I I would be curious. I want to throw two your way, if you don't mind. Who would be for you at the mid-season point for the Blues? Your MVP? and your most underwhelming player so far this year? I think the MVP still has to go to Jordan Bennington. I think that there are some players up front who have produced. When you look at Kairou, uh, Buchnevich, a couple others, Kairou, to me, too inconsistent at the start. You know, I could hear an argument for Buchnevich. He was banged up a little bit. But night in, night out, Bennington's been there, save for a few games. And I think that uh, they're not even sniffing where they're at without a Jordan Bennington. You know, let's think about uh, most underwhelming. I think that you probably have to look on the back end at that. There's been a few of them. Uh, and I think uh, Colton Pareko and, and Tori Kruger probably headline that list. Uh, that's not to say everybody up front has been great, but I just think that the defense has been poor. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, some of those struggles are pretty well documented with those guys. With that being said, JR, in the defense playing poorly, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that, but why is it that the defense seems to be playing a more simple brand of hockey with all of these young players in compared to when you have the talents of Krug and Letty and, and Bortuzzo in the lineup? Yeah, I was just thinking about that actually this morning when I look at that lineup that uh, they're putting out there tonight, which of course they won with a couple nights ago. and. In Minnesota, and if you would have said it's the old, if you would have said before the season started, but here it goes, you know, Rosen, Santini, Tucker, you know, now they bring in Samarkov from uh, 
Edmonton, who they get in that trade from for uh, Clem Costin. Like, this is insane when you look at that roster. Why is it playing well? We've seen this over the years, and it doesn't mean that it's a guarantee that it's going to happen every time you bring up you know, uh, minor league players, but I think it's a situation where they, they just play the style that the team wants them to play. And, you know, you, you don't necessarily want the Colton Pracos and, and Tory Krugs to limit themselves. You want them to move the puck. That's why they're signed to the big contracts, you know, Nick Letty, Justin Fox, so on and so forth. You want them to use their, their experience and their talents. But whenever you get into a situation like this, you've got guys who've just been biting at it in the minor leagues, trying to get into the NHL. They come up here, and what are they going to do? They're going to make the right play every time. You make a bunch of right plays every time, that leads to moving the puck and getting it out of the zone. And It hasn't been perfect this last stretch, even though they've gone 3-1, and one, but they're getting the job done. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN. Uh, JR, I saw earlier today uh, you tweeted out that the Blues are about to begin a seven-game homestand where they'll play 14 of their next 19 games as well, and that the home home ice has not been kind to them so far this year. Seven, eight, and two at home this season. Two, four, and two in their last eight. It starts with two games against Calgary. And uh, listen, I I have been out on this team for about a month now and they've been giving me every reason to try to pull me back in. If they win their next two against Calgary, I still think they should sell JR. I think that they should trade their best assets. So like O'Reilly, Tarasenko, I think that those guys should still be on the move at the deadline. But do you think there's still a case to be made that this team could end up making the playoffs if, the, if they're able to win these two games against Calgary and kind of move up the standings in the, in the wild card ranks? Well, first of all, I agree with you. And and listen, everybody says, well, why do you have to make a presumption as to what the Blues are going to do now when they still got weeks to play before the deadline? You know, I, I get that. But, you know, we in the business need to talk about what's going on with the team, and we feel like they're probably going to be in a position to sell. So I agree with you. I'll stick with that. But when the team plays the way it does, they go 3-1, and one, you know, valiant effort in Minnesota the other night to win a, a game at the end of a long, tough road trip. You know, that has to open your eyes, especially when they're getting it done with that underman lineup. But, yeah, you look at this, and, and I look at uh, Calgary. Calgary, they're a team that what lost in overtime to Chicago the other night. You know, Tampa has lost a couple. Ottawa's lost a couple. Uh, Nashville is, is uh, playing pretty well. I think they've won four in a row. Then you have uh, Chicago, and then you have Buffalo, and I think they're 7-1 and one in their last eight. So, so, really, you only have a couple teams in this group of games coming up on the seven game homestand that are really killing it. So, you know, what can the blues do against these teams? You know, that's why they're going to play the games and we'll find this out. You know, if they go five and two, six and one on this seven game homestand, you know, perhaps this conversation of what if continues to linger, it's just big picture. You know, when you've watched the league, you've watched teams over the years, typically it's tough to, sustain this but you have to give them uh, the benefit of the doubt but at the end of the day I, I still think that they'll probably be in a selling position jerry am i often thinking that that might be worst case scenario for this blues team is where they just keep their assets at the trade deadline yeah you know i, I don't know that doug would do that now i know he's done that in the past and there have been different examples of him hanging on to guys and in fact with stastny him moving guys when they're right there in the playoff picture you know, I just think that even if they're close to uh, that playoff picture, like how do, how do you hang on to guys that you can get assets for? And we're not talking about, you know, UFAs that are in the top 30. We're talking about UFAs that come this trade deadline. They're guys in the, in the top five or six on our athletic trade board when you talk about O'Reilly and Tarasenko. And if, the, if they want to re-sign him, if they want to re-sign a Ryan O'Reilly and, and continue to make him part of this leadership group and 
and you know you still you're turning over to Thomas and Kyrou a little bit. You know I can see that, but I think you get to a situation where even if this team is still afloat, come the trade deadline, you're getting some reinforcements back. Doug Armstrong's going to look at this roster: is this a contender? Can they go two rounds? And if they're not, which I don't know that they are then I think he's probably going to make the same decision he's done in the past. Do you have to make the decision by the deadline if you're going to re-sign O'Reilly, Tarasenko? Um, I think you could throw like a Barbie and a Mikola into that mix as well. Do you need to know that if you're Doug Armstrong by March? I think so. I, I definitely think so. You know, you don't want to pass up the chance to move one or two or three of those guys and then come to find out you can't get them re-signed. So, you know, that's obviously always the pressure going into the deadline is, do you want to get it done? Can you get it done? And the big thing here is there's such a big variable with these guys being banged up. You know, if Doug was having conversations before the injuries as to what he might be able to get with these guys, and you got these guys on speed dial in terms of the other GMs around the league, well, they're going to want to see these guys play and be healthy and get up and down the ice before they uh, pony up. So I think that it's going to be important for guys like O'Reilly and Tarasenko to get back before the deadline. Final question. I'll follow up on that. Do you think there's one of those impending free agents that is most likely to be re-signed, not named Noel Charks? We've talked about him before, but is there of the other guys, the bigger ones, do you think there is any that is like more likely than the rest to be re-signed by the Blues at, Blues at this point in time? Yeah, that's a fair question. I mean, I think you have to still put O'Reilly in that category just for the sake that, that he's the captain. And what does this team have leadership-wise? you got a Braden Shen, you got some other guys. So, you know, if Doug Armstrong values that leadership and what he brings to the team, then perhaps there's a deal that could be worked out. Um, I still look at Ivan Barbashev as a guy who can really, really help this team in whatever stage that it's in, if it's a soft retool, whatever. Uh, but can you resign him? Is it going to cost four, four and a half million? I think we did a market value with him at the athletic and it was in that neighborhood. And are they going to pay that for a guy, even though he can move up and down the lineup that typically is in your bottom six. And if he isn't, he can get it somewhere else probably. And he's probably going to go, but I think that he's a player who can help you any day of the week. He's Jeremy Rutherford. You can find his work over at the athletic. He's had some great pieces over the last few days, including one on Brandon sod uh, that I think are going to be worth your time. He's also in Minnesota right now. Tweeted out earlier today. He's in Minnesota for a story on blues prospect, Jimmy Snuggerud. So be on the lookout for that later on over at the athletic as well. Jerry, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself. Safe, safe travels back home whenever you're able to do so. And we'll talk to you again next week. Yep. Thanks boys. Talk to you later.